Hey everybody, welcome to Answer the Call. I'm Kelsey Kemp. This is a podcast for Christians who want to find their calling and launch an incredible career that's aligned with it so you could have a rewarding and impactful career in the decades of work ahead. Every week, I'm bringing you a workshop-style training from my perspective as a Christian career coach, as well as inspiring conversations with fellow Christ followers who are boldly living out their callings so you can be encouraged to live out yours with bold faith, big vision, and decisive action. Those are three things that I stand for around here. So this week, you get to hear my last episode in season five, where we've covered the 10 biggest questions that we have about our callings, particularly from a philosophical and biblical perspective. All those big existential questions, you know? So really <laughs> went hard on covering all of those, and I hope you've enjoyed it. Let me just say, if you have clicked on this title today, I am so proud of you because in this episode, you can probably pick up that I share some biblical and logical truths that I often just don't hear acknowledged or talked about much, which is because it's just far more comfortable to live in a cocoon of rhetoric that cushions us from the reality that we do indeed have free will. And we do indeed have the option to choose out of being a part of God's will uh, or God's will for our lives. And so um, in this episode, you'll hear me share not just about the reality of choice, but the beauty of God's sovereignty. So let me just say up front, our human minds will never be able to fully comprehend what is an apparent logical contradiction of God's 100% sovereignty coming together with our 100% free will that was given to us to choose. But I've landed on this that I really just hope that you take home with you. So it is spiritually unhelpful to believe in either extreme. After thinking about this for so many years, I've just really realized who are we becoming in following and arguing for either extreme in any given moment. So if you believe that God will put me where he wants me, no worries. I, I heard that a lot, especially when I was in college and talking to other Christians I knew who were trying to make their first big career decisions, aside from picking their major, which I hope everyone realizes has less consequences than you think these days. Um, but anyway, so I heard all the time like, well, I just know God's going to have me where he wants me. And I think that if you continue to have that as the only anthem that you're saying to yourself for your career decisions or just your daily life, I don't believe there's a single reason besides social pressure that you're going to use your free will to work, have a healthy striving and grow and develop to become a person that who does incredible God glorifying things with your life. Like really, if you believe it's all up to God, then you put all of the uh, onus outside of yourself and don't have an impetus to act in faithfulness. And on the other end, if you believe you are fully the captain of your own destiny as the Western mindset loves to latch on to. So if you're fully the captain of your own ship and every single detail of your life is up to you, if you really think about that, that will crush you. 
that will crush you. Your fallibility and the consequences will close in with anxiety, guilt, and worry, as I'm sure we're all familiar with. So that's why I've strongly contended for the fact that the Christian life is one to be in which you faithfully act as if all the fruits of your life are up to you, but you rest your mind, body, and spirit and trust that no matter what the result of your free will may be, whatever you see and observe on any given day, you rest in knowing that God is guiding you in mysterious ways, whether you feel it or not, carrying you to a beautiful future and working everything out for your good, no matter if it's despite you or because of you or if you're always confused about what side of the equation you're on. So I, um, with that said, I we could dive into this episode and I'll talk about that more, but let's dive in. Uh, after I quickly remind you that you'll hear me mention an accompanying, wow, that's a big word, accompanying, nailed it. (laughs) Anyway, a guide, you'll hear me mention it, um, so that there is a companion guide, ooh, that's a better word, to this series that has additional notes and resources, and you could go grab that for free along with the other audio lessons that I've bundled into a mini e-course for you at kelseykemp.com slash free kelseykemp.com slash free, a super fun page with this and other free tools that I've created to support your career. All right, enjoy and cheers to the finale of season five. Okay, are you ready for the big question? Can we miss our callings? And I'll just kind of quickly get to the answer. I feel like honestly, This really testifies as true within our hearts, even though we culturally hear a lot of quips or like one-liners going around like, you will not miss what is for you or God is going to, he'll have me where he wants me. And it's like, I don't know, let's bring some balance to that conversation. So can we miss our callings? And the answer is yes on many levels. So it is really clearly stated let's even first talk about like the call to faith or um if you listened to um like does everyone have a calling isn't uh, like in part one um many of the questions i answered there i highlighted the fact that we kind of have this concept of like a primary and a secondary calling primary being responding to the call to faith and we know that it is so clearly god's will that all would be saved like not one lost in like you could again go to the pdf for all my scriptural references on this Um, and that many though use their free will which is not a joke we are not um 100 controlled or um we're not puppets on a string we do have free will and many do turn that, uh, t- use that to turn away from God's invitation to have a saving relationship with him through Christ alone, through grace alone. And in the same way, we know that people, we see this all the time, people squander their talents and their opportunities and their future out of fear or an unwillingness to be uncomfortable or a lack of wisdom or a myriad of reasons. And can we say like that was God's will for them to just be, um, you know, whatever the picture is in your mind right now? 
uh, it's actually, goodness, even explicitly mentioned in Esther chapter 4, verse 14. Uh, Mordecai is saying to Esther, if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance will for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows, but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. I know that that last part probably um, was very familiar to many of us. We love the, who knows if you were born for such a time as this kind of uh, one-liner that comes or goes around from this verse, but he's actually saying, Esther, girl, if you skip out on this, if you remain silent, if you do not risk your life to go before the king, relief, rest assured, you're you and your father's family will perish. Like there, there are consequences to that, but trust that God is good on the whole in relief and and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. If you are not faithful and this is testifying to the fact that God, and we, this is another thing that we know, but I think it gets misinterpreted of God will carry out his ultimate plan. We see in a variety of points in scripture. I mean, just one is Job 42 verse two, where Job is saying, surely Lord, no plan of yours can be thwarted. All things are possible for you. We know this God will enact his will. He is ultimately sovereign and in control, but it will either be carried out despite you or because of you. And there are real consequences to choosing the despite you path. And also we, I think that we would really love to think um, that, and by the way, I'm going to highly, highly recommend that you listen to um, the three sermons, which ironically, I think it's really like one sermon that Tim, Dr. Timothy Keller, he gives uh, in three different expositions. And it kind of goes into more detail in one area or another in different ways. And the three sermons I have linked in the PDF, um, that these sermons were some of the most profound biblical teachings I've ever heard, where he breaks down more clearly than I've ever heard um, the balance between really this whole topic that I'm trying to address is about the balance between free will and predetermination or predestination and God's sovereignty. So are we 100% responsible for our decisions? Yes, but we are also one like we know that God is 100% sovereign and enacting his will. And that is an apparent, it's not a literal contradiction. It's an apparent contradiction that exceeds the bounds of human logic. Um, but um, this is where we know that God is God and our finite minds cannot understand all of his ways or even some of his ways. But I really recommend, uh, I know that these sermons are going to absolutely blow your mind and do a, a much better doctoral exposition on this topic than I can. But um, all to say that God very much, we here's an easier way. I'm not saying this is the absolute explanation, but an easier way to understand it. We see many more examples in scripture where God is enacting in completing his will and coming to the outcomes he wants on a communal level, but that is working together many people, generations, times across history, nations, 
essentially it, we see it more on the macro level and on an individual level, we certainly are, we are given invitations to participate in many different callings and like, um, uh, assignments from the Holy Spirit that we perceive, but we do have the free will to turn those down. And so that's why we are commissioned to be faithful. But that kind of brings me to my next question. Should this cause us to fear knowing that in some way, yeah, you can miss, you can miss a calling. I mean, on the basic level, you can decide to not use your free will to follow Christ. Um, and therefore, how would you, if you don't know your creator, how would you really hear from him truly what his vision of your specific uh, calling is in a variety of different circumstances in life, including your career? And you could turn that down totally, but he is giving you those invitations. But should that um, cause you to fear? Well, naturally, yes, in the sense that we should have a healthy reverence of God. And, you know, when we see in the scripture, you are called to fear God, it actually does not mean terror. It does not mean, um, yeah, just that horrific, like uh, scared fear. It actually means a sense of awe and appreciation for the gravity of truth in appreciation for the gravity of this situation that causes us to strive toward obedience. Fear causes us to shrink away from God, but a biblical uh, sense of fear of God that actually means awe and a healthy reverence actually pulls us toward him. And so, yes, we are called to have that healthy sense of reverence that pulls us toward God and obedience and causes us to strive towards that in running the good race. But we are not called to fear in the shrinking away because if you have placed your trust in Jesus and are being obedient to take faithful and prayerful strides towards the things that you believe he is calling you to, to go do, to go represent, to create, to steward, then you are actually explicitly commanded, explicitly commanded to neither fear nor worry. Mark 5, 36, uh, in that Jesus said, overheard the chattering of people saying, oh, I don't know. I don't want to bother him. My daughter's already dead. I, I don't like, he's busy. I, I guess like it's hopeless. We shouldn't go to him. How, how often do, does our internal chatter sound like that? Like, oh, it's useless, whatever. Mm. Um, but overhearing it, this is what the verse says, overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, don't be afraid, just believe. Do not be afraid, just believe. And also in Philippians, we all already know the famous passage about do not worry in Matthew. Um, oh goodness, is it five or six? Either way. Um, but also in Philippians 4, uh, chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, all of your requests to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That is a promise. That's a promise that you are called to not be anxious about anything anything because in every situation by prayer and, pe and petition you are called with thanksgiving by the way praising god 
affirming that you know who he is and how powerful and how good he is and how far, how deep, how wide his love is for you that we could hardly comprehend. But we even prayed to the Holy Spirit that he would allow us to comprehend it more and more every day. But you are called to not be anxious because when you go to him making all your requests known to God, which he invites and commissions you to do, the peace of God is promised, which transcends all understanding. And that will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus through the, um, the gift of a sense of security and peace in him. And also when, not if, when we sin and make unwise choices and feel like we mess everything up, remember that you serve a God who guides your words and your steps when you trust him and are working to serve and glorify his name. Because we see that I'm going to bring up four passages. Here we go. That back up what I'm saying, just like really soak these in as I read them. So in Matthew 10, 19 and 20, um, again, PDF. (laughs) So you could read this. How about I just, I'll read these scriptures. So anyway, so you could just really be present that God guides your steps and you, you could trust in him. Okay. So he's, Jesus says, when they arrest you, do not worry about what to say or how to say it at that time, at that time, you will be given what to say for it will not be you speaking, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. And in Proverbs chapter 16, I'm going to bring out two verses. It says, to humans belong the plans of the heart, but from the Lord comes the proper answer of the tongue. Like he will even guide your words. How wild is that? And then how about your steps? It says in their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. And in Proverbs 3 verses 5 and 6, famous, we love it. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. That's a promise. Whoa. Okay. That's cool. And then know that also, if you are really, really scared of messing so much up, know that as you are seeking him and you are being faithful, he Oh, he says that surely you will not lose your reward even a hundred times in this lifetime and surely not in the coming age. He loves like any inch that you give him in faithfulness. This is the same Jesus, the same God that says, if you even only gave me a little bit of faith, a tiny, tiny bit of faith, a pure faith as small as a mustard seed, you could do all those crazy things that I mentioned in a couple other audio clips like all things are possible. Or Jesus said, surely all things will be possible for you, even telling a mountain to move from here to there, or even throwing a mountain into the sea. How frivolous is that? Jesus says that. How crazy. And so he, like, you can trust him. And so if you are really prone to being scared of missing out on your calling, um, also know that God grants you new mercies every single morning. If you feel that you have squandered opportunities or time or made wrong choices, first go to the Lord. Pray about that. Pray through that fear. Pray through that anguish with him and he will resolve it. Trust him not only to do 
to work tangibly in your life and what you see. But above all, the biggest miracle that could ever happen is for you to pray for him to change your mind and change your heart, which he promises. He will. He is available to renew your mind every single day. Uh, and you are a new creation. You are literally a, a whole new being in Christ. He can renew all things. So rest in the fact that he, he grants you new mercies every single morning. Like it says in Lamentations 3 verses 22 and 23, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. He is so great in faithfulness to us. He fulfilled both sides of the covenant, which we knew. I like, Lord, this is the most terrible relationship for you because I will fail you every single nanosecond of every single day. But he fulfills both sides of the covenant, even providing his son to die for us to say, whatever I required of you, I even provide for you in uh, of myself. I provide it myself for you. So I have fulfilled both sides of this agreement so that you can be caught in the middle and inside this family, this eternal family. And also the Lord forgives you, promises to forgive and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. When you confess and repent, again, bring it to the Lord. Do not shrink back from him. Do not. That's the worst thing you could do. So in 1 John 1, 9, it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us of all unrighteousness. And also, we love this one. I'm sure you've been waiting for it to come up. He has incredible plans for you, as we know, in the classic, very uh, tattooable. I feel like in the 90s, a bunch of people got this tattoo. Jeremiah 29, 11, For we know, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. So in all these things, trust him and know that your father in heaven is I feel like I sound like I'm reading a verse. No, I'm just talking now. But trust him and know that your father in heaven is more eager, more eager for your life to be purposeful and glorifying to him than you could ever imagine or even want or ask for yourself. You actually cannot outdream him for your life. You cannot. And yes, are there consequences for our choices? Yes, we're 100% responsible for our decisions, but God is also 100% sovereign. As I said, please just go listen to at least one of the sermons. I recently listened to the first one I mentioned in the list, uh, which is uh, Gospel and Life podcast, The Lord in the Storm. And it's absolutely fascinating to um, show you this paradox between free will and God's sovereignty. Uh, Dr. Tim Keller actually uses Acts 27. That chapter is where we hear about one of Paul's many shipwrecks that he experienced. It was a terrible storm. It looked like everybody on board was about to lose their life. They were without food and in the middle of being tossed about for absolutely days. And they're like, okay, this is the end. And Paul says, and by the way, he knew that the, um, the standard was if you give a prophecy or like a word from the Lord, if it is incorrect, then you are killed. Like people are held to that highest standard. And, um, and so he wasn't just flinging around like fake quote promises from the Lord. He said, 
um, I've heard from the Lord that not one of us will lose our life in this storm. So trust in him, be peaceful. Not one of us will lose our life in the storm. Yet later, when he sees some of the, um, there's actually uh, military personnel on the ship going to Rome. And then there are also the sailors who are also obviously um, doing the professional work of guiding and running the ship. And he later, Paul sees some of the sailors getting into a rescue boat and trying to jump ship. And he says, stop them because if you leave, we will surely all die. And it's like, wait, hold on, hold on. Wasn't that a promise from the Lord that not one of us will lose our life? So it's like 100% certain. But then there's 100% accountability and consequences that I love how technical it is too. Like when sailors are leaving, it's like, hi, do you not realize that when we pray for, again, that example that I might've brought up a few times of like, when you pray for physical provision, like give us this day our daily bread. Why is it such a shock for you that yes, sometimes it is manna from the sky, like poof, nowhere, what crazy miracle. But then there's also the provisional miracle and like just gracious gift of God answering that prayer through professionals, being farmers, being truck drivers, being um, bakers and all this stuff that gives us that bread. And so I think it's so interesting that the sailors were leaving and it because they decided to not be faithful, to obey the command to stay where you're at because the Lord said none would die, that they were about to go outside of the promise and uh, lose it. And so uh, I really encourage you to go look at how um, it's that paradox is broken down and all of the... Um, implications that that has for our lives. Because again, if God made everything certain, like if he said to you, um, like to you, Sarah, you are going to open up that bakery that you always wanted. And it's going to be extremely prosperous in your favorite area of town in that super cute shop, the storefront that you've been looking at forever. And it's going to happen in 2025. What would you do? Honestly, honestly, what would you do? If you, um, if he was like, Hey, don't worry about that. You're going to make an A on the test this Friday, like straight A. What would you do? Our sinful nature would be having a freaking party and it would be lazy and it would not partner with God. And we wouldn't have growth in character, growth in knowledge, growth in all of these things in participation in creation if we were like, oh, God's right. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to do anything. But yet also God was like his promises are sure. So it's very complicated. So who would we become if we really got what we wanted, which is a total certainty? So we would potentially go into slothfulness and to be without practicing faith whatsoever. And then also, if we were 100% accountable and God didn't give us any sense of security and we were at like everything was made up to us. Like, and again, to reference something that's said in those sermons that I've been talking about, I love how the pastor says it. He says, it's a common, um, uh, I guess saying in this day and age, like you are the captain of your own destiny. But if you truly thought about it, 
Like if you really, really thought I am completely the captain of my own destiny, he said, you wouldn't get out of bed in the morning. How could you? You would be crushed under the weight of knowing every single thing is up to you. Everything. And this is why the Christian life is one of tension. It is of balancing many, many um, actually um, apparent contradictions that are actually a whole truth that is like beyond human comprehension. And so this is just one of those where we don't know exactly, but this is why I really believe that life comes down to a actual do your best and trust God with the rest situation. (laughs) That is how it is. So be faithful and know that there is so much fruit in the working out your salvation, the working out your calling, to be ambitious, to make decisions in ambiguity, to go forth with uh, maybe logical wisdom-based decision-making, even though you will not always receive like a sign or writing on the wall or anything. Even that is a good and gracious gift and design of life from the Lord. So do your best and trust God with the rest. But yeah, if I just directly had to answer the question, can we miss our callings? That's a yes, but know that your God is faithful. So lean into him, lean into him, trust in him. What is that? Oh, maybe I should end with that, that verse in Proverbs, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. So there we go. Apply that to the discovery and the application of your calling. All right, how are you feeling? I hope that that challenged you to be a part of the blessing, reward, and deepening relational experience with God. That is learning to take faithful action and stay in motion with Him, um, which I think really is fueled by an appreciation of your free will and of God's grace to guide you along the way. So I hope that you're both encouraged and challenged by this episode. You could always let me know if you have follow-up questions or comments or whatnot by connecting with me over on Instagram at Kelsey underscore the call to career or always on LinkedIn to under my name. I think that you know it by this point. As always, I also really want to thank those of you who left new reviews this week. That was so kind. Right now, I think we're at 55. Um, yeah, 55. Just checked on that. So I man, can we do a little group goal? That would be super dope. Could we do 100 by the end of the year? I mean, just like a casual roundup to 100. I think that that would be easy, doable, reasonable, right? I mean, experience tells me no, but uh, I'm joking. Anyway, thank you so much to those of you who have left a review. And don't forget, I appreciate y'all so much and have free career tools available to y'all at kelseykemp.com slash free. Uh, so have a great week and I will see you next week without skipping a beat where we go on to season six. I have such a good episode lined up for y'all with, it's an interview with Gina Stickley, an actor, producer, director, um, pretty incredible conversation, honestly, that I can't wait for y'all to hear. All right. In the meantime, don't forget to connect with me on Instagram. I'll see y'all soon.